We flop. <laughs> We're off. We're off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We've lost Malcolm. Um, he's no, you'll never lose me. You just no, won't yeah. see you. <laughs> I can't see you. Um, so, no. Antonio, as you were talking, do you want to um, introduce Safe yourself, drive. say oh, where, where you are, and just a bit about yourself? Ah, oh, we've got yeah, Susan, Susan here. Yeah. Susan is right. here. I'm oh. Antonia. I live near, uh, like I said, in front of a park, Millfield Park. It's a beautiful part of Clapton. Your video and I'm stopped. A, I, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yes. can hear you. I, and I, I am so blessed to be in a where I am. I, you know, I'm enjoying my habitat, my, my surrounding is so beautiful. I can look on the window and see what is going on though. Inside, I'm feeling a bit of, like I said, fearful <sighs> that not being able to go out. But I'm glad that I can connect with you guys. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Antonio. Good afternoon. So, um, Donald, do you want to tell, tell us who you are? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Donald? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I live at... Uh, <laughs> I live at Manor House, uh, just above the tube, uh, 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 kitty corner, to use an American expression, <laughs> diagonally across the street from Finsbury Park. And I look after my 76-year-old partner, Alan, uh, who has COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Mm -hmm. so a letter hasn't arrived yet to say that he's one of those million and a half or whatever people. Uh, but it has. I think it's wise for him to be inside for the next. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a terrace, so we can get fresh air quite directly and be, you know, full body, not just sticking our heads out of the window. Mm. Um, we can be outdoors, and that's very good. And uh, I'm quite aware of uh, my role as his carer uh, about trying to keep the flat and everything that goes on, you know, mm -hmm. clean, viral free. So yeah. when he, 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 because he's 76, there, there was something with, um, there was a delivery uh, notice from Sainsbury's that he's a bit of a priority as an older person. And the fellow who brought the, the groceries, and, and it was organized quite quickly within 24 hours or so, um, a young man left everything downstairs because we have no lift. So right. I'm quite fit and I can, you know, go down and pick up the groceries and, you know, many times and do all of that. So that's all very good. Um, I also found, um, somebody sent me, I have a friend in Edinburgh who has not been officially uh, designated a coronavirus case, but to all intents and purposes, she has had it. And, uh, posted her symptoms on Facebook uh, and then we spoke later and they are not mild. They're, they're, they seem pretty, you know, fairly severe to me. So I think there's probably a range of reactions, but she sent a link to a doctor in America. I don't know where, who's talking about uh, both groceries and uh, takeaway and demonstrated in his little YouTube clip, what he is doing and what he recommends doing uh, regarding cardboard, plastic packaging. 
right. So it's another concern that I have. Right. Wow. Okay. About uh, uh, sanitizing everything that gets brought in. Yes. Um, yes. You know, is anybody else doing that? I mean, yes. we can talk about that later, though. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, Let's just got, do the introductions yes. first. Yeah, um, yes. um, so that's my thing. I just introduced that sanitization. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, Amar, do you want to tell us a bit who you are and how? Yeah, I know you must. You're on my newsletter, but have we met in person? I think we, we have. Met, yeah, yeah. We met once before. It was during uh, Lloyd Bradley's event in. That's East London. right. Yes. Promoting. Exactly. Uh, sounds yes. like London book. Good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I've been following your projects for a while, but we haven't had a chance to, to meet again or for me to be involved in any way. So it was, it was a matter of time. So we're here and I'm glad. Welcome. Welcome, yeah, welcome. So where are you? So I'm in Catford, southeast London, uh, at the bottom of a little lane, which is uh, full of nice neighbours, I would say, at least on our end. And as you go towards the top, you reach Blythe Hill Fields, which is a <laughs> lovely view of Southeast London. <laughs> and yeah, at the moment, it seems all fairly calm, I suppose. But then you go 10 minutes down the road to Lewisham Hospital and down to Lewisham and things become a little bit more urgent, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. been on the Lewisham Mutual Aid Facebook group and lots of people banding together to help one another. But let's be clear, the situation is pretty, pretty serious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find my place in, in all of this, as, as many of us are. And uh, all you can do is really just be vigilant and look out for one another and, and yeah, and just take it day by day. That's, yeah. That's, that's where my head's at at the moment. But, yeah, you have ups and downs, and I, I miss human contact for sure. Mm. Yeah. Gillian, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us where you are and a bit about yourself. I certainly will do. I'm Gillian, and I live in... Leytonstone with a forest gate postmark and so I'm on totally on the border of Leytonstone and forest gate I love it here I'm just next door to the Wanstead Flats Ooh. And my, my, I know I'm so I don't use the word blessed I'm blessed I love it say it. my whole neighborhood I can see Susan my whole neighborhood. Oh, you can see me now. Yeah, yeah, we can oh, see you. Yeah. I live in a very silent neighborhood anyway. It's totally silent. I can't believe that people are indoors. I can't hear people fighting, squealing, anything. It's just so quiet. I, I've been in self-isolation because my, the rest of my family around the corner had um, suspected COVID-19. So they told me to stay in. It suits me fine. I love being indoors. Hmm. And... Um, so 14 days now, self-isolation, watching every bit of news all the time. I watch every news Ooh. channel from morning to night. I don't think about Ooh. telly. I love telly. And um, I usually go out at about 7 o'clock in the morning because some of our corner shops are open early. And um, so that's when I take my walk. And I make sure that I say hello from two meters away to everybody that, that I see. And people just respond so well. I love that. All the dog walkers are out. Um, so far, everything's fine. I've got loads of tins of food, which I'm not interested in. My um, way of eating <laughs> I don't drink milk anymore, so that's a blessing again. Um, everything's fine. For me, it's fine. But I have such pessimistic views about what will happen. So I'm okay. trying to get rid of those. Well, Ooh. hopefully we'll get rid of some you of won't. You won't. You won't get <laughs> You know, right. reality. We can try. <laughs> reality is a very strong thing. 
Thanks, Gillian. Susan? Uh, yeah, afternoon, everybody. Hi, Hello. Afternoon. Hi, Sue. I can't um, see you all at once. And um, Lucia, you've d disappeared, and I've just got two, two white blobs. Okay, uh, but, but we mind. can see you and we can hear you. That's the important yeah. thing. As long as you well, can hear us. Finally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see you individually. Um, my name is Susan. I uh, live in Clapton Common. I'm Hackney born and bred. Um, and I was born in St. Bartholomew, which makes me a true Cockney. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I went, um, I, don't, I don't know how long ago, um, it, it seems like forever, I saw, some, I saw a dance advertised in a, um, a sports place in Holly Road um, and I, I went and I'm not usually shy. I didn't fancy sitting by myself, but there was a table of ladies and I joined them and Gilly and I have been friends ever since. <sighs> and you've come, yeah, I, we've, you've come to a few of the uh, radio events, but the smoke at the um, garden was problematic to you. So at least this, you can join us here, which is great. Malcolm? Sure. Um, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Susan, the white blob you saw was me. <laughs> um, well, just a, you know, so nothing confusing. Um, uh, oh, and, and, and Jamie, if you're still having technical problems, see me when you next see me. Okay, I'll help you, son. Don't worry. Can <laughs> um, you hear me now? He relies yeah, on me yeah. for so much, so much. He relies on me. You know, you can look, you look at okay. it. You can see he's the sort of person that relies on someone like me. <laughs> uh, um, I'm, um, I'm superficially trying to be humorous because um, actually I didn't particularly want to do this today. Um, I, um, I'm, I've not had a very good week. Um, I sort of ended up, I'm, I'm feeling much, much better today. Um, I sort of ended up having a sort of title to what the week has been like for me. And it was um, the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and the ugly being the virus itself. Mm -hmm. um, the, the good is, has come mostly from people, in fact, like Jamie and, um, and other I was going to say young people. What I mean is younger than Jamie. <laughs> from, from many young people, I've, some really, really nice things have been said and happened and I've observed. And, and offers of, of, of help uh, have been really, really nice from people I hadn't met before. Um, but I, I've had a number of... It happened about a day or two after the last radio... Um, some bad things ha happened and affected me in, in the wrong sort of way, the sort of way that I would normally be able to kick into a ditch pretty quickly, but I wasn't able to for a few days. Mm. Um, but anyway, going back to who I am, I'm Malcolm. I'm an East Ender as well. Um, Susan, um, Gillian, as you probably know, um, born and bred down in Stepney in the 1940s. Um, you notice I said the 1940s, and I didn't actually <laughs> mention my age. Um, <laughs> 
But hey, Antonio, just watch it, Joel. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, anything. <laughs> and I'm now, <laughs> I now live in Lower Clapton, and um, and actually, I was born in Hackney Hospital. Yay! Oh. So that's me. So we've got some real Hackneyites. EastEnders here, which is great. Leona, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us? We can't see you, but we'd like to hear you. Yeah, uh, well, I've put a picture up in the chat box, so if anyone wants to see what I look like, you can click in there and you'll find me. Um, in the so, chat box. Yeah, sadly to say... <laughs> no, I'm, you're I'm, getting too technical. <laughs> I know, yeah, Yes, <laughs> yes. We live that way moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave that one then. Well, um, you can obviously hear I'm not an East Ender, although maybe that would be a lovely thing to be. It certainly sounds like it is. I think my mother-in-law is actually, my husband's British, he was born in Jersey, but... Uh, I'm Australian. I moved to the UK about three years ago now, and I'm, I'm in St Albans, which is in Hertfordshire, so um, about 20, 25 minutes on the train uh, mm -hmm. from London, so not too far. If, uh, those of you that don't know it, that's where it is. Um, about me, so I work at the local community station. It's called Radio Verulam, and I'm part-time there as I've got two little girls, one's three and one's two, uh, and um, I'm their operations and volunteer manager. So as you can all imagine, it's been a really um, unprecedented time for us there because we've been fighting the good fight for community radio for such a long time, and you're sort of like the poor cousin in the corner, but... Now more than ever, people are starting to really, really realise the value of connectivity and community and local communities as well, which it sounds like you've all got uh, in the areas that you're in. So um, for me personally, it's been not so unsettling for perhaps for those of you that have had some experience where you feel like you do need to stay in the house. And I completely respect that because um, for the last two years, I've been doing my honours dissertation. So by default, I've had to go off the grid. Um, mm. So all I've had to do really for the last two years is raise two small children. I'm a freelancer. I was working. I was studying. So I really did have to cut myself off socially. So it's almost like in some strange way I've prepared myself for this so I don't feel that I've lost mm. um, anything in that regard. But um, what has been, I guess, a really big change for me was that... Um, about a few weeks ago, we had to start contingency planning at the station to close down because obviously people's health is top priority, especially being volunteers. My husband and his family, we have a pub in Kidlington in Oxfordshire. And as you all know, um, with the rulings that came out on closing pubs and cafes and whatnot, we had to make steps to close that. So literally last weekend on Saturday, we went and closed the pub on Saturday. I closed the station on Sunday and on Friday our nursery closed. So it just felt like all these things were shutting mm. down. Mm. Um, and I guess, you know, you do have to be a little bit stoic, don't you? Because if you've got mm. a, a significant amount of change on so many levels, it can be very confronting. So yes. I thought, you know what, I'll just soldier on, I'll just do it all. But this week's been quite amazing because I'm such a firm believer in sort of that phoenix rising from the ashes mentality. I know we're in a very dark reality, but what happened um, this week was that I got recognised as a key worker because I'm a journalist and broadcaster and um, MP Oliver Dowden and DCMS have confirmed that community radio is now being held in the same regard as the public broadcasting sector for the value it gives local ah, communities. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I actually wrote to him and I asked our community media association about this, not because I wanted the recognition, but long term, I want our sector to be valued for what it does for people. So I think that's a really positive thing that's come out. And then um, second to that, on Monday, we all started remote broadcasting. So about 15 to 20 volunteers have set up home studios um, just in their lounges or bedrooms or however, and we've managed to maintain um, the broadcasting, which has been incredible. So we've really seen a galvanisation of our community, which is tightening as it is. So there's been some real positives, mm. even though I'm so conscious that we've got quite a, you know... Um, a, a huge thing that's wrapping around us. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Um, I, we'll come back to the, you know, what's actually the kind of positives and negatives in a minute. Um, Jamie, we lost you when I, when I asked you to introduce yourself. I think you're back now. Do you want to tell us who you are? And I think so. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I have the, the honor of being Malcolm's neighbor. So we live, um, uh, we've been living sort of, uh, I live above uh, Malcolm Stambler. I've been there for about four years, so that's in Hackney. Um, and I'm a filmmaker. I'm a documentary filmmaker, um, sort of doing observational documentaries. <clears throat> I'm, in fact, working on a documentary at the moment, trying to sort of get uh, an idea, a sort of, uh, an idea working around the world, sort of getting people to film their experiences of coronavirus, be it on the front line or be it self-isolating. So we're sort of, that, that's picking up pace at the moment, and we're trying to, contact contributors uh, across the globe um uh and i mean i feel a little bit of a cheat if i have to be honest i am now sitting in uh sussex at my brother's house so um uh although i live in hackney my wife and i um we're both freelancers in television we hadn't been working for a while and we've been we've been more or less self-isolating for you know a, a couple of months anyway because I've, I've finished work and so had she uh, and we were due to come down here anyway. And the sort of offer of a weekend expanded into a little bit more. So I've been down here for uh, a week, um, which um, feels lovely, although it does choke me up when I see videos of people coming out onto the streets uh, of Northern mm -hmm. Hall Road in Clapton Pond and clapping the NHS. It really it seemed like a really powerful um, mm. moment. And I think I spotted you actually on one of the videos I saw, Malcolm, uh, yeah. standing, uh, standing on the pavement there. Absolutely. Um, which, yeah, which seemed like, yeah, it seemed like a sort of a, a, a moment sort of packed with magic, really. Um, but, um, you know, life down here, I don't, I don't live down here, so I don't know what it's like normally, but it feels, although I'm told it's very quiet, but it is, very, it is quite uh, quiet. We went for a walk this morning up on the South Downs and very few people around. We saw mm. about, you know, in, in quite a big area, we walked for about an hour and a half and we must have seen about eight other people. Um, yeah. so it's, it seems, you know, uh, fairly, fairly sort of slow and quiet around here. So, um, that's me. Great. Thank you. Um, I think we've got Pauline who's just joined us, but, uh, she's just a kind of some words at the moment. So let's see. I'm um, she'll make herself known when she arrives. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, so I was thinking that, so we've got sort of half an hour left. And so I thought um, it would be nice to have a kind of philosophical conversation, which is linked to what is going on at the moment, but not necessarily just about what's going on at the moment. Um, so I think a lot of what's been happening has brought up some kind of thinking around whether um, 
about whether humans are essentially good and altruistic and, and are kind of um, have uh, the potential to be good that's just there, or whether um, we're just given the opportunity, we're just in it for ourselves and people are actually pretty selfish and it's all about them. Did, where did I cut off? Because um, You were deep in thought. Ah, oh. <laughs> okay. You were, you were talking about selfish people, is that right? No, so I was talking about whether we're intrinsically as humans good or whether if we don't have boundaries and rules and laws, we just, it's all about ourselves and intrinsically <laughs> selfish. So whether, I, I think at the moment we're kind of seeing both sides and I just wondered um, what people's kind of experience of that has been. <laughs> and, and whether they've uh, Malcolm, because you said you've kind of seen a bit of both. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm sort of conflicted about the, the, the question anyway. Although I think it's very pertinent, very important. I think that's oversimplistic. Some people just are not self-interested. Some people's first instinct seems to me to be to help and to share. Um, and other people in certain situations who may actually, in different situations, behave differently. I mean, they may just be, it may be just self-interest or, or just help um, others and share. Mm. And I think, there's a th there's, I think there's a third level as well, and that is people that are sort of a bit like, they're sort of on the fence. And I think mm. they're the people that, they don't really know themselves, that they just exactly. act instinctively to the situation. And if the situation is one to survive, then they'll, they'll act that way. And if the instinct is to, um, to help and share, they'll go that way. So mm. I, I, I'm sort of confused about, you know, what is natural in us. I have mm. no idea whatsoever. I do know that there are percentages of people who are all those three things. Let, let me tell you, I, I saw me, something... Girl. Uh, about somebody in the hospital in, I think it's Northern Ireland, and he's 28 year old. No, it's all right. And he asked a pun young question. Uh, he, he asked a question, have I been good? He's on, on his sickbed and he's asking, it's an uncharted territory for all of us. You see, we think we are to get all together and we, we are in control of things. But when circumstances change and things like this facing us, it makes us to stand. Last, that's why I said last week, we should do self, re, you know, reflection. It's not that they are not thinking, it's not that, but they are not with it yet. And we have to take stock of how we relate to other people. It, 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 it's hard, it's hard because we're becoming so hedonistic uh, in our attitude that me and my dog. No, it's not me and my dog. It's, it's proven now that we need people. We are creatures of, that should interact. Mm. So we should take this time to reflect on how we've been behaving to other people around us, neighbors, and, 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 just, and just change. We need to change. I use the word, we need to repent and see what we're doing wrong. 
Um, can I chip in here, please? Yeah, please do, please do. Um, it's great that you have that attitude, um, Antonia, but I wouldn't recommend that to you, bad English, recommend it to other people. I am, uh, before this business, I have been isolated. So, um, although I live in sheltered accommodation, we, we don't see each other or talk to each other. And my health has deteriorated considerably and I haven't been well enough to go out. And now I've got carte blanche. I can go out once a day. There's nothing stopping me. In fact, they're telling me I can do it, but I certainly don't want to reflect on current times or past times because it's far too bloody painful. Depression is a horrible thing. You know, Susan, I, I saw you three weeks ago. We had a, a smashing game of Scrabble. I don't think in binary ways, personally. I've tried not to do it. For years, because I just think it's a very simplistic way of, of, of trying to assess the situation. Uh, there's always going to be selfish people. There's always going to be people that uh, are more quick to judge or to uh, think of themselves before other people. But I've seen enough goodwill over the last week or two to, to fill me with hope yes. and optimism that we will get through this as, as, as a people. Mm. I, I'm not sure. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm not sure if um, humanity will find a way uh, is necessarily um, a truism. Uh, I, I think it's a possibility that humanity may not find a way. Mm. I think if we're going to reflect on anything, we should reflect on that and then make that not happen. So what, what uh, expand? What do yes, you mean? Yes, please expand. Well, you, you mentioned you mentioned the last world war, and and things like that, and, and you're absolutely right. We got through it, um, but I, I maybe maybe it's because at this precise moment, um, I'm not feeling as optimistic as that. No, I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. That if the that if the percentage which you've already which we've already agreed there are there is a percentage of selfish people and people that either. Uh, uh, the penny hasn't dropped yet, or they don't understand, or they don't want to understand, or their um, their life is taken up with selfishness. That actually, if that percentage grows, I'm not sure if there are certain things, both now or in the future, that humanity will necessarily overcome. Quite that's right, all. and that's why I. That's why I. Sorry, Susan. That's why I. I mentioned the word pessimism because I'm with, I'm not mixing with outsiders. So I'm not getting the to and fro of conversations. All I'm getting is media. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting um, enough for me to be totally positive. I can only, I can only live in the moment, really. And to think about yep. the future is not um, a healthy thing at the moment. Right. And it's the same for everybody who's self isolated. Yep. This self isolation is such a dangerous thing our mental health as um, mm -hmm. said and the danger is that and i'm trying not to move into this conversation but it has to be said that the danger is that 
we're not being allowed to vent. And human beings need to shout and shout and argue and all sorts of things. It's not happening. And this is such a dangerous... You know, old people also have emotions. And old mm. people can make lots of noises. And mm. the isolated, vulnerable old people are just not allowing their, their personalities to come out. And that's very dangerous. A couple went by my house today, arguing so much in the street, arguing and really wanting to punch each other. And I thought, good, because you've been... <laughs> Doors doing that, you'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a step. What a step. See, I think you just said, mentioned something <laughs> really interesting, Gillian, about um, no, actually, we should be thinking about the moment rather than the future. Because I think actually, the people that are the most selfish, uh, the ones that are, you know, doing the obvious things about, you know, emptying the shelves and not helping people and not supporting people they're actually thinking of the future <laughs> so in fact no thinking of the future is not the answer the future is only in uh, we are only in control of the future uh, at, uh, for a certain percentage and that percentage is now it isn't thinking about the future it's doing something now or caring now or helping now <clears throat> that's not to say there isn't a vast amount of people that are doing exactly that but they got to grow that that percentage of people has, has got to grow actually otherwise it ain't worth looking at the future because that distracts you from now i'm thinking about the past <laughs> my own mm. self-reflective past you know what have i accomplished uh what have I contributed of that? Not in any kind of morose mm -hmm. way. I'm just, I'm examining. I was also right now thinking, this is maybe a silly and it won't go anywhere, you know, a bit of nonsense. But let's say I had 10 toilet rolls and I live in a building that has six flats. What do I do with my 10 toilet rolls? Do I hoard them? Do I give <laughs> one to each of the other five flats and keep the rest? Am I the big ruler of the toilet rolls if nobody has any others? No, oh, I like that. I, I like that a lot, Donald. So, so actually, I probably would give one to each and keep the rest and try and be the, you know, the, the, the king of the toilet rolls. <laughs> if somebody came desperately, I'd have to weigh up, you know, God, we really need, you know, we have a family of five and two people, you know, then what do I do? But that's I'd living in the now. I'd but, punch you to get the toilet roll. <laughs> I'd punch you Whatever it for my family. And that, 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 all that panic buying, which is still going on, was because people couldn't see the future, and so they instinctively had to survive, and they're surviving for the family. If I were a mother with three kids that need to stop, I'd be fighting to be in that queue, or well, the non-queue at the supermarket. I'd be stockpiling tremendously because mm. it's my children, and I'd have to have that instinct operating. There's an awful lot going on. There's a lot of folks. When mm. point, he turned to mm. her and said, Mum, you lived through World War II. Mm. And she went, oh, yeah. And there is there is a sense that, you know, because we don't know the outcome of these, because we're, we're in the eye of the storm and mm. no one knows up from down, back from front, we really don't know how this is going to end, when it's going to end, what the result will be. And um, I, I think humanity does find a way through these kinds of situations we just don't know it at the moment and of course yes. there's going to be pessimistic yes. points of view 
And of course, there are going to be optimistic points of view. And we will bounce between those two things. But mm -hmm. humanity, I do, I do think, Amar's right, I do think humanity does, does somehow muddle its way through and, 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 and find a way through. And the fact that, you know, I'm staring at a screen with nine people talking about how we've all come together. And, okay, we're discussing, we're discussing, the, we're discussing the bad bits. Um, we're discussing the bad bits, but we're, we're kind of engendering and growing, the, and growing the good bits. You know, this, this, is, this is the goodness. And what, what, what pessimism, how, how far does that pessimism go? I'm, I'm, Jamie, I'm, I'm so with you on exploring how this will happen. But at this very moment, at four o'clock, this is how I'm feeling. It's much fueled yeah. by liars on telly, like um, Trump. It's full of his, everything will be all right. Everything will be all right on the night. No, it won't. You know? I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I actually, Jamie, I, 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 I sort of agree with most of what you said personally. I, I think the difficulty is that what we find, and I think why this is essential, actually, that we we talk about uh, whatever we want to talk about, whether it be the good stuff or toilet roll. Uh, <laughs> in the, uh, I, yeah, I, the I, philosophy I, exam at Oxford University, I think that, that conundrum. Yeah, it, well, what, that, yeah, or it's a <laughs> guardian it poser, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no matter whether they're altruistic or whether it's self-interest, uh, forget yeah, that just for the moment. Each individual person is going through their individual process of dealing with a crisis. Mm. Very good. Very so, and and that that in, that that in itself is going to have <laughs> millions of different ways of going about it, uh, which is why it's so difficult and why we want to. And you're quite right. I mean, we have to come together. Uh, however. It ain't going to be easy because we're going through this crisis in a different way. And as mm -hmm. for his lot, and, and the example that you mentioned, which I think is a great example, actually. Um, and and, and it is, I think it's oversimplistic, although his lot and you are both brighter than me, believe me, uh, that her answer is, you know, or his answer was, that, but you got through it, mum. It's sort of oversimplistic. Did he at the same time mention the, the millions of people that suffered and died? Because we've got to take that on board with the fact that, oh, mum, you survived. And I think we've got to take the same thing now. And then, I mean, yes, we may overcome it, but there are still going to be thousands of people that are going to die from this. Um, and we've got to understand each other far more. We've got to... Um, I was going to say listen to each other, but actually we on this program, we together um, are. In fact, uh, someone just said it about how why this is the right sort of medium, really, to come together while we're in self-isolation. We are agreeing. We're agreeing that we're all different and we're all going through this process differently. However, within that, we've got to come together. And I think for many many people that really is a very difficult process to go to and difficult to get together which is makes this particular a media uh, you're quite right you lucia and 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 the young lady that spoke in the first place who i think uh, and, and for, uh, in um from australia um Leona, yeah Leone. yeah thank, uh, um it seems to me have caught on to what what the, what the process of, of helping people come together is going to be. Um, and I think you, it's absolutely right. Yeah. You know, say people shouldn't be pessimistic or optimistic, but for me, like you said, I'm optimistic because I, I have hope 
and you have to have that hope. Well, yes, loads, loads may, of Maybe people. we should just be realistic, Antonia. Yes, well, you know, realism, what, where has it gone us now? Look at it. We're really realistic. Finishes, we got to keep uh, this sort of mind. And I'm not saying everybody should be like me. I'm not saying that because that is the beauty of being a human being. We have different, you know, uh, uh, things. Uh, we react differently to things. So for me, I, I, I just know I have yeah. got grandchildren. I've got, you know, pe people behind. And I want them to have the same opportunity that I have had. I'll come we're from. We're having a vision know. of. We're having a vision of a nucleus of good-minded people all managing the event. But in fact, however <laughs> we're going through the thing individually, we're actually being controlled in how we behave, which is an interesting facet mm. to the whole yeah. tragedy. So, you know, as a whole human nation here in the UK, we couldn't even behave ourselves. We had to have someone to tell us, not all us yet, but tell us how to move around, how to behave towards each other. Wow, we're just moving into dark times. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And I was wondering when that would come up. And I sort of wanted to reflect on that, this thing and that we are waiting for, to be told what to do in order to kind of behave in a certain way and need these rules to do it. It's like literally every day this week, People have been turning on whatever media channel they, they watch or listen to, waiting to be told what they are allowed or not allowed to do. That's really weird. Like in, yeah, in people rebel. You, people you, rebel you, you see, you, you take in that because you live in Western society. In other places, that is the norm. Sure. That is, that, that is the way they live. In, look, they don't call look, them democracies. Yeah, 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 exactly. well, yeah, democracies. Yes, yes. You see, in China, when this thing broke out, they, they beat people to let them stay at home. You know, because there, it's different from here. We have taken all this liberty for granted. We think we it's the norm. No, 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 no. We, we, we have. Yeah, we if you. It. We, you, we cherish it. And then when we said, when they said to us, they know the professionals are saying stay indoors you know they, they, uh, we are so informed we are so free we should be able in that level to be able to say yes i'm saying that there are people who don't have the options of where what we have who the the, the lifestyle well, not that at the moment not at the moment well, I think we should, anyway, and anyway going back to China, I don't believe anything that's coming out of there because what happened to all the Muslim people in China? People are kept in there. Is no, I just, I just make China as one of the, look, you look around the world, Iran. I, believe Iran, me, I do, Antonia. Believe yeah. me, I do. So I'll see you in Mars. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I said we're all moving briefly. to Mars. It was briefly mentioned, um, I think, by Jamie um, earlier on, um, and it was one of my um, one of the nicest moments um, that happened um, this week. I felt, and that was when um, when we all went outside at eight o'clock, 
and and did the clapping for the NHS. Yes, that was yeah. it. Was a really nice yes. moment, and you could yes. hear people cheering and banging on saucepans and mm. and a real sense of coming together. Even though it may, one may say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," that, that's not really done anything at all. Really, I mean, you know, applause. What's that done? You know. But actually, there really was a good feeling of coming together, even though you couldn't see most of the people because they were either out mm. the window or on their doorstep or further back. But it, it, there's some real good, um, excuse my 60s expression, but real good vibes came, yeah. came across, mm. I thought. Uh, and, yeah, and, it, other... and it's capturing that vibe and keeping that vibe. Yeah. That happens oh, absolutely, absolutely. There was another image I had. There's another image that keeps coming back to me um, uh, to counteract a sort of... Um, uh, negative thoughts I had this week and that was I saw a woman in the middle of the road empty road skipping (laughs) (laughs) and I thought it was a wonderful wonderful image Um, yes just something lovely about it just that she was just enjoying herself skipping and joyness and and getting some exercise and just freedom and just hey you know things (laughs) you know there was something really nice about it and i can't even Mm -hmm. i certainly can't put in the words but again that was a sort of vibe that came across really strongly and i really liked it i'd love to have taken a photo of her to be honest but um i I, you know i wasn't that outrageous and uh although she was nice Anyway. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, Leona, I'm just conscious that we haven't heard your voice for a while. Have you got any, right. anything you'd like to uh, contribute to no, the No, I'm just a very reflective person by nature, so I'm trying to reflect in real time, which is difficult <laughs> when the conversations are obviously quite evocative aren't they because we're all as someone said going through things quite individually but I just want to pluck on something that Jill said because that's really struck me about your consumption of news and I respect the fact that you're doing that because you have been at home but I think also what really goes unnoticed and what really sort of creates this imbalance is all of the goodwill and I think there needs to be much more of a focus and much more of that getting out um like, for example, in St Albans, once all of this started happening, um, immediately people took it upon themselves to create, you know, um, good neighbourhood groups and um, start donating to food banks. Mm. And mm. there's a local volunteer organisation in Hertfordshire that all the volunteer organisations are part of called Communities First. Within, and I'm not kidding, seven days, they had 1,500 people put their hand up who are capable and able to be an emergency volunteer. So then they had this problem of how to induct all these people that are able to help. And that's the thing, they're the things that we don't hear about. Mm. On a day-to-day basis, there's so much that people are doing. They're going over and beyond that altruistic point that we spoke about that I think really needs to be highlighted much more to temper yeah, yeah the I, I, information I, we're getting because of course when we look at statistics you know we all know in italy there's been 9100 deaths in america it's starting to grow in you know significance and things like that and it's kind of like what do we do with that information you know it's very difficult yeah. to process you, you have then, no idea because you're a young yeah. woman what it is to be isolated and old mm. and you want to do stuff you can't you can maybe mm. do a phone call to someone and hope they're at the other end mm. it's very difficult of course Believe me, I watch everything on telly, but I also balance it by going on to Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook and find out what the rest of the world do. And mm-hmm. I'm in touch with young people. Of course I know, and many people know what's going on out there. Yeah. We're just a secluded bunch. And yes, that goodness is 
will always come out, will always be there, and there's a tragedy. It is difficult because my mum is 76 and she's in Australia and I, like I said, have been here for three years and I've never felt homesick for Australia in the whole time. By nature, that's what I'm like. I just adapt to my surroundings and that's it. But, you know, for the first time in all of that time, I've actually felt homesick a little bit. And so, you know, to your point about, um, you know, someone being over 60 or over 70, that is something that weighs on my mind because my mum is in that boat and I do think, how is she? But when I Skype her, she's in good spirits and she's mm-hmm. sort of cracking on with what she needs to do. She's got type 2 diabetes. You would have seen all the uh, footages coming out of people arguing in shopping centres and supermarkets. And in Australia, it's been much more aggressive. Like people are mm. actually, before obviously you have the social distancing, they were actually fighting physically mm. with each other. So... You know, um, I think we talked about it earlier as well. Uh, you know, you said something about people need to actually get outside and express themselves if they're feeling up sort of angry. They need to be able to have that emotion validated as much as perhaps feeling sadness or isolation. So I do I do get what you're saying and I, I do think about that a lot and I think that's why there's been such a focus in St Albans. Like we've all shifted our behaviour to prioritise people that are elderly and that hasn't come from the directive of, oh, we need to support vulnerable groups. And, of course, that's there. But I think by nature we know as human beings what our moral compass is and we know mm-hmm. what's important. And I think we can naturally shift to doing that at a time when we need to. And I don't ever sort of doubt human beings. I know there's been all the initial stuff about the toilet papers and hand sanitizers but that's that fight or flight response isn't it it's just Mm. if you're uncertain and if you're in fear and if you don't know exactly what's going on i think you said it as well about mothers that want to protect children of course you do you naturally go into preservation mode you naturally Mm. want to kick into this survival instinct right and then some of us Mm. perhaps more fight like I am I actually was like you know what no I won't buy toilet paper because you know my mum and dad are from Burma and they don't really have toilet paper there so you know what (laughs) blow this I'll prove to people that you don't have to buy it so I think you find that across the board but then also what I'm seeing as well which is nice is there's a bit of satire here and there like people are making light of the situation that's not to denigrate it but we do have to find humour as well we do have to find those moments where you can mm-hmm. sort of laugh as well at the insanity of the scenario we're in um yeah i mean there are all the things that are flooding around in my mind and jamie as well would know being a documentary maker like i firmly believe that when there's crises around the world the art sector really flourishes and people naturally want to have some form of expression oh, and yeah. i think when yeah. we reflect on this and of course there's going to be um, trauma, and that's what I'm more worried about in six to 12 months' time. Yes. How will people and how will we as a global community support those that are grieving? Because you're having to grieve so fast now. But also, what will be the um, expression? What are the expressions people will have created during this time, whether it be writings or um, songs or anything, really? I mm-hmm. think to me, that will be really fascinating. Yeah, thank, thanks, Leona. I'm just conscious uh, of time. Yeah, yeah so does any, everyone want to have a sort of uh, last word before we sign off? Um, Antonia, do, are you, do you want to say something before we go? Well, I'm in that age group, 70-something, and I'm, I'm positive. I just, I just carry on doing what, you know, what I have to do and, and to stay 
sane. You know, you've got to do that. I didn't want to do this this afternoon because of the subject matter. Mm. And now being um, well and truly deeper into depression. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. I was being facetious. Yes, you were. You were bounced back. You were bounced back. I know you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say something. Think something to look forward to, um, and to think about in a nice way when one has family, but when one is totally alone, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. Of course. It's true. It's true. Can I come in? Yeah, go for it. Um, I would like to say how wonderful I found today. I'll tell you why. Because apart from now, on this program, I have been giving the joy of life and being very positive looking, optimistic. I do have family. And so I have to be that person. No, it's fine. No, everything's good. Yep, yeah, no, no, we'll do that. I've been that person. This is the only chance I've had to show my real self. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's and that is good. So I, don't, I felt very comfortable today with a fabulous program today, listening to people talking and thrashing out stuff up my street. Great. Thank and, you. And that, uh, and that is a good pun. I, have you told everyone about Up, up Your Street, Gillian? Oh, many. Uh, oh, in two senses. Up Your Street yeah. is uh, an organisation finding free activities and, and events for seniors to keep their spirits up um, and it's to get people using digital platforms. Oh, that's Failed right. on the digital platforms and now there's lockdown. So it's kind of, we're on a semester, <laughs> no, not a semester, what's the, a sojourn. We're on a sojourn. Yeah, and you've been helping lots of people get online and <laughs> getting yeah, on. Yeah, so of course I keep very positive. Mark yeah. will know that. Susan will know that. And, and contact people every day. But they're not contacting back. Right. And you know what? I need contact too. Yeah, mm, of course. Yes, yes. Um, Maybe we we can we can get details and just to to lift your spirits. You know, if you don't mind that. Oh, we, I don't uh, mind at all. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let us give uh, Lucia a clap offering, please. No, no, you don't need to. Yeah, Need. Has everyone, Donald, have you said a last thing? Because I, I went offline, so I don't, I missed yeah, it a little I bit. I the last thing. Um, uh, I, I'm no longer religious, although I was raised Catholic. And it, it does remind me of the phrase, wherever two or three are gathered. Yes. Yeah. So it's been ah, ah. today. Uh, and I'm also, in that spirit of self-reflection, thinking about uh, optimism, pessimism. I'm basically an optimistic person but mm. I worry and I have anxieties. But uh, another thing that uh, I'm, I'm trying to live these days in a state, well, all the time, basically, grateful. So I have a lot Thank of gratitude for the what I The club offering is for you. And yeah, so, so gratitude. Are you dancing? Are you dancing at home? <laughs> no, it's, well, a, it's a good question because Donald I'm dances. Moving. So I'm moving a lot yeah. and... Uh, and I'm, I'm running and moving and bending and doing all that stuff. So I'm keeping as fit as I can. And uh, uh, not so much dancing, but I think I'm dancing in my mind. It would possibly <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Can I just interject? Yes. Donald, I love 
to dance more than anything. And I miss it so much. I haven't been able to find anywhere for a long time and I haven't been well enough. And then that's in in your home, you know, if you've got a little space or even yeah. in your seat, you know, this is dancing. <laughs> yeah. It, it's movement. It's just, it's motion. That's, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. two, two things uh, about that uh, uh, applauding the healthcare workers. I did that too. And, and it was very moving and it made me feel part of a community here where I live at Manor House. Uh, but I, I was also looking at Twitter and, and some healthcare workers were saying quite rightly, and this is in that spirit of rebellion, you know, it was all really fine, thank you, and whatnot, but you need to write to the people in power to say more supplies yeah. now. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, I, I tried to join in. I went to my balcony, I opened the door, and it was dead silence. Sorry? Where, where, where? Uh, Clapton Common, right in the middle of the Orthodox Jewish community. Interesting. No, it's yeah. not interesting. They are very, very selfish. And they walk... Um, I don't know whether they still do it uh, this week. They block the whole road. You know, so it's... Um, and I'm Jewish myself, so that's what makes it hurt more. Mm. I, I'm not considered um, a, a Jewess by these um, selfish, arrogant people who don't seem to have a thought for anybody else except in their community. I think the other part, we will... It's not time to go into this, but the other yeah. uh, issue is that they're very closed off from the, they're not kind of engaging with general media. So um, I think that's, there's a bit of a disconnect in that way. But that's a whole well, other, other conversation. They, 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 they all have computers and mobile phones. So um, I think it's a case of they're just not interested in what's going on around them. Mm. Um, they, they will be protected by their God. Right. So, um, yeah. um, um, Amar, did, did you want to say anything before we sign off? Yeah, just briefly. I mean, firstly, it was my first chat call with everybody. So thank you. And it was nice to step out of my world for a little while and, and, and into <laughs> yours. <laughs> a few moments. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't belittle anybody's pain or the hardship that they're going through. My family has not had a good time for the last few years. It's been a lot of tragedy. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just think it's important that you, you try and take any moment you can to, to enjoy life and, and the pleasure mm -hmm. you have in reading a book, mm. in uh, listening to a, a bit of comedy, Whatever the mm -hmm. hell it is, whatever make make brightens up your day just a little bit. I just think yes. take it, enjoy it, be grateful for it, and uh, hopefully tomorrow will be a brighter a brighter day. And am I seeing you've got a nice record collection behind you? Are yeah, you, music, uh, well, music's music's massively important to me. Oh. I started out as a music journalist and 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 now getting oh. back into it. Wow, oh, it's yeah. I'm never far from a from a from a recording or a performance. Actually, that's one thing you can do if you're hooked up to the internet. There's loads of people doing amazing live streams. Yes, from their homes exactly. At the yeah. Any kind of musical persuasion. So please just log on and, and they're they're easy to find. Just type it, type in live stream or, or Instagram live concert or whatever, and you'll find something. 
Creativity time. You just just put your mind to it and you, you see what will come up. Yeah, I hope Creativity. some amazing culture will come out of this. Um, yes, 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 yes. It, yes, it has right. started already, I think. That, that's definitely yeah. happening. Um, Jamie, any uh, last thoughts? I know you're making this documentary, so that's really interesting. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sort of group of people <clears throat> who have sort of come together and we're appealing to people online, mainly using Facebook. Um, but there's an email address if anyone's interested um, where if you contact his uh, guy called Andy, he will send you a link to a Dropbox and you can film something on your phone. You can film it on a tablet or however you want to record it. Uh, and then you send it to him. And what we're doing is we're sort of collating footage from, from around the world. Like I say, it's, it's a, it's an international project. So we're looking mm. at, you know, everyone from <clears throat> China, Italy, Spain, North America, who, you know, you name it, the UK, obviously. Um, and we're looking at frontline workers. So the people who are sort of heading out there, you know, health workers, uh, police, army, um, but also people like yourselves, you know, people who are self-isolating and are coming to terms with, you know, yeah. a once in a, in a generation event. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, the response is, is, is growing. Um, once, once we get off this call, I've, I've got to, um, get back on it and start contacting people around the world to try and spread the word. But, um, you know, if anyone's interested, I don't, maybe Lucia, I could pass yeah. you on the details yeah. and yeah, 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 share, it, share it with Show with the, with the gang. It's called 14 Days Later, based upon... Uh, okay. there, was a, there was an apocalyptic film called 28 Days Later, many oh. moons ago. Um, 14 Days was the sort of the original quarantine time. But, oh, right. Uh, so that's just a working title at the moment. I'd quite oh, like to... Um, Mal Malcolm, yeah, go for it. Sorry, I missed you. Yeah, go. Oh, uh, come on. What changes, eh? <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I know. You know, if I'm a white blob, of course you're going to miss me out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the, just two very quick thoughts, and that there's a, 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 a really nice thought and positive thought about this, about what we've just experienced today, and hopefully other times. And it's really um, boringly theatrical, really. Um, I suppose it's sort of we few, we happy few, we band of brothers and sisters. Yeah, that's how I feel about this. And the worst thing that's happened to me this week is that I've become addicted to Judge Judy. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Thank you so much. Look after yourselves. And you, Stay everybody. connected. You. And bye, hopefully everyone. see you next Saturday. Okay, you take okay, care. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Th